Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, I just want to pray before we get started. Lord, we ask that you would speak to us this morning, that we would hear from your heart. And Lord, we give you this time. We thank you for worship. We thank you for your presence. And we ask that you would increase in us now, this week, this month, this year. We pray for your blessing to be released, for your life, for your word to come forth in fresh new ways in and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to... Um, share today on something I've never really shared before on, except on Facebook this week, <laughs> but uh, on, on prophecy. But I, I want to come at it from a couple of angles because ultimately, as you will know if you've been here any sort of time, we eagerly desire spiritual gifts as Paul encourages us to. The interesting thing is about eagerly desiring spiritual gifts as a church, as a mob, is that um, it, it has hairs on it. Can I say that? Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? When, when normal humans like us start to enter into the, the mysterious supernatural realm and we you know, get our fingers into the, the supernatural invisible realm of God, it is destined for problems. It's much easier and safer to stay a conservative Christian. Let me tell you, if you want safety as a Christian and you'll still go to heaven, stay a conservative. Uh, and if you're, if you're a logical, analytical type person, then never enter a meeting where God is manifesting because it does things to your brain, doesn't it? And so what I want to do today is explore, um, you know, really what, what this gift is all about. Um, some, you know, I shared a little while ago on some pitfalls, but I want to just take us through a little journey because we eagerly desire as a people, Karen and I as leaders, spiritual gifts flowing in and through our lives and us as a community. However, to do that, it's not just like throwing a bomb out there. We get baptized in the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden we're a prophet or we can just do whatever we like. Or even in a meeting context, we can, in the name of a spiritual manifestation, just do anything we like. There, there is, you know, we're a family, aren't we? And in a family, we have order and respect and honor that we listen to and we look at. And I think this is where some churches and even our meetings sometimes just went off on the rails because we're just like so enjoying the presence of God. But anyone coming in, and if you read Corinthians, Paul actually explains some of this stuff. People coming in, they're just like, what on earth? This is crazy town. And so sometimes dialoguing this stuff is helpful, okay? And so I want to start, and, and the reason I'm doing this is not to criticize it because we're like the number one ticket holders of some of this stuff, okay? But we've also learned a few things over our 20, 30 years of doing river meetings and being in Holy Spirit meetings and, and hungering after the supernatural things of God. Because I don't know about you, but the, the only thing that can really make a difference in this world is God touching earth. It's the only thing. I mean, all our strategies, all our efforts, they are good and they are faithful and they are honourable. But something happens when the presence of God changes the atmosphere. Uh, even in worship, like this morning, it's like 
Second song, first song, washing, 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 bathing. Second song, ah, finally, okay. The, do you know what I mean? Uh, maybe that's just me, Hafiz, uh, you're, you're feeling it, right? Um, and so it's, it's, it's a journey sometimes in the natural and the spiritual and just navigating those things so that we enter into what God's doing. And we want more of the presence of God. We don't want more of the presence of man. We don't need more manifestations for the sake of it. But if God chooses to do that, he can do whatever he wants to do. But we're not after behavior. We're after our king. And we want his presence. And so let me just explore with you this morning, if you're okay. This is not hugely scripted, okay? So just journey with me a little bit. Um, I'm reading from... um, CBN News is a news station in the US, and the title is Prophetic Voices Declare COVID-19 Tied to Turn Around Passover. Now, I am not slamming prophets. I want you to hear me. We listen to prophetic voices. We love prophetic voices. We have a number of people that we respect who we allow to speak into our lives. We seek them out. When we're like, what on earth do we do? We go after them and we're like, what do you feel the Lord's saying in this situation? So I want you to hear my heart is not putting this down. However, in aid of us maturing as a prophetic people and as people who hear from God, it helps to sometimes have a look back and see how have we gone in the past. And so I'm not naming names or anything this morning. You can do your own research. But um, the, the passage here or the article here says a number of prophetic voices in the Christian community. Now, this is written in, on April 8, 2020. April 8, 2020. Okay, so, you know, a long time ago. A number of prophetic voices in the Christian community have predicted that Passover 2020 in the Jewish year 5780 will mark a turning point in the battle against the coronavirus. Many have cited the importance of Passover when the Lord protected the Israelites, etc., etc., and and it goes on. Um, And it explains that Passover is in two weeks' time. So it was in the, you know, early April, it was was about a week away, sorry, on uh, April the 10th. Um, one particular prophetic, recognized prote- uh, prophetic man who, who we honor and, and have been very encouraged from uh, said God spoke to him last uh, the September before 2019 that the nations would come into turmoil until Passover 2020. He was absolutely right on the first part. He just wasn't right on the second part. Okay, I just want to point that out. On YouTube in, in March of 2020, uh, he explained, I believe when the Lord uh, said this in September that we'd be going through a plague-like condition that we'd have to pass over and then would break through. I believe he is leading us in a way. Now, I read that and I'm like, isn't it interesting? His interpretation of that was the words Passover because he, he's very into Passover and obeying that sort of stuff and there's no problem with that. But his, his natural language was that must mean Passover. Whereas I read that, and because we don't observe that in such a strict way, I just look at it and go, well, we'll just have to pass over this thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm saying this to explain something that sometimes we think we can interpret every revelation that God gives us in a natural way. But sometimes God will give us the revelation, but not the interpretation. And so it's important that if God reveals something to us, that we sit on it and we weigh it up and we say, wow, God, is, is, is there someone I need to share that with who's wiser and greyer than I am and, and they're going to be able to have some insight in on that that I haven't got? Or am I going to, have I got the interpretation? Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, the body of Christ 
gets revelation and we need each other to just check on things and balance on things. And so I read that and I'm like, wow, okay. His interpretation was Passover. Now, clearly, if you look at the US, it's, it's, it's worse now than it has ever been in the US and even in the UK. And so that didn't come to pass in that same way. Now, I'm making that clear point not to put this guy down, but to say, I want to check myself. I want to check myself. That's what I listen to when I listen to this stuff. And you will hear a lot of things about the coming year. You will hear a lot of things about the coming decade. What I want to encourage you is sit on it, chew it. There'll be a lot of voices will decree a whole lot of things, but only a little snippet of it will be true. Only a little snippet of it will be spirit-inspired because we tend to verbalise a whole lot of our thinking, don't we? And it's, it's just the way we're created. We're, we're talking people. And so we hear something from God. We get excited and we go, wow, 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 when it was just the first little bit or the middle little bit. And so what I'm, what I'm trying to encourage us to do is distill down onto the crystal clear voice of God. And it's simple and it's powerful when it's, when it's like that because we need the prophetic spirit. We need the prophetic voice. We need what God is saying to us in this hour because it brings hope and it brings breakthrough. But to do that, we want to dial in and tune into exactly what he's saying. Another evangelist well known for generations, this guy, uh, has spoken another word. He said at the same time, you know, early last year, that the Lord gave him for this pastor and resurrection day, this disease called COVID-19 will be over much sooner than you think. Christian people all over the country praying have overwhelmed it. Uh, give me all the glory, saith the spirit of grace, and many, many people will come to me through it. Now, I look at that and I, I pray, Lord, let that happen, but it hasn't slowed faster than we thought. To be honest, this keeps dragging on longer and longer and longer. And so, again, I look at that and go, wow, that's, that's, that's sort of encouraging. But I look back and I'm, I'm not sure. Now, there's another three or four I could go on and read. But, you know, I, I don't want to seem critical of these guys because I'm in this camp, right? And so, But what I do is I look back and I'm like, wow, be careful what you let your wings get in a flap about. Be careful when there's a, a, prof a prophecy, a person really going for it on Facebook or giving words out every day or every week or maybe they even get on Sid Roth or whatever, but, you know, whatever it is. But just listen, listen, listen to what the Spirit is saying. And, and I'm saying that as a warning. And if you hear my heart, it's, it's a father's heart for our house. Because not everything that's said on Sid Roth or on Elijah List or just a prophetic website or a blog is spirit-inspired. We want the spirit-inspired stuff. And you know what I mean. When the Holy Spirit really speaks, it's very powerful. And, and he shakes your inner core because it's him. And then sometimes we don't even know what to do with it. So all we can do is just go away. We don't even have to tell anyone about it. Why? Because he's visited us. We don't need fame when God visits. When God's not doing much, which to be honest with you, he's not moving around the earth as he has done 20 years ago right now in Western church. It's not as contagious, spontaneous, crazy, you know, fiery as it was 20 years ago. Why is that? I don't know. Go and ask God. But God's still moving. His spirit is still all powerful and he knows what he's doing. But sometimes we... we 
almost, and I'll use the word conjure carefully because it's a demonic word, but sometimes we're tempted as spirit-filled believers to conjure something up because not much is happening. Oh, yeah, I believe this, I believe this, I believe this. And so we've got to be careful when we're in a desert that it's not a mirage, that it's actually a real oasis. And because when we're dry, we're just, we're hungry, we're thirsty, aren't we? I don't know about you, but sometimes when you're hungry and thirsty and God's not moving, you just want anything. It's like, come on, just, just can someone do something? And, uh, and so out of that desperation, sometimes we draw out of a, a dry well. But we want the, the spirit of life. We want his voice. So e- even in this hour, I think that the, the, what I always go back to is what's, what's the basics What's the Word of God say? What is the New Testament? See, these are templates for anything. The New Testament, I remember R.T. Kendall saying, just, just throw a template of the book of Acts over your church and you'll have a pretty good guide. I reckon that's a, an excellent reminder to pastors, to me anyway. Okay, that's pretty good. I'll take that. I'll take the book of Acts any day. But it's also a reminder to have a look at what we major on sometimes. Do they major on that stuff in the book of Acts? Did they major on that stuff in Paul's writings in the New Testament? And and it's a really good guide for us. And so I want to just keep going on from there because there's there's other stuff there that clearly was wrong, especially about Trump. There's one guy in particular who's I would say he's he you know he calls himself a prophet. I'd say he's a junior prophet. Okay, he's still earning his stripes in 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 my language anyway. And I'm not even on that chart, so I'm I'm down here. But, but I do observe a lot and I read a lot and I listen and I watch and I'm, I, I do judge prophecy because it's such a powerful thing when someone says, thus, thus saith the Lord. And I'm very slow to say, God told me this. I'm very slow ever to anyone else to say, God told me this for you because that holds a lot of manipulative weight if it's used in the wrong way. And so I, I, I go on, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this or let me just you know, lay this before you. You can think about it, pray about it. It might not be for you. But we don't want to use spiritual language as a weapon to be controlling when we think it's really spiritual and we want to be spiritual so we use it as a tool to control people. That's not what it's about. It's not what the Spirit's about. And so that's why this, when I said this thing's got hairs on it, the whole supernatural realm has got hairs on it. But we're called to be a supernatural people. And so there's an element of risk whenever it comes to the presence of God. Like I said before, it's very easy to not risk in a meeting like this. And if you're, you're kind of an oak tree person like me, you know, I, I'm kind of happy with that in the natural format, but I'm not happy with a dry well. So I know I've got a risk. I've got a risk. What, what are you saying, God? What do you want to do, God? Even today, what do you want to do in our midst? And so we say, come Holy Spirit, have your way. And then we listen and we watch. And, of course, we have order and all those right things. But we're listening and watching for what are you doing, Lord? Because we want to be open for any little opening that he brings. And so I want to just go down and and share a couple of things that I think I've found to be really helpful. I shared a few of these a few weeks ago because I think that um, in this hour, I think there's going to be a lot of disillusioned people, particularly in the US, who have subscribed to a whole lot of the fact that Trump was going to get re-elected. Now, he didn't get re-elected. And some will say, oh, it's never too late. Well, who knows? I mean, we don't know that. 
But, you know, I, I've looked back on, on a prophecy that a prophet Kim Clement gave in 2014, as I, I wrote in an article I wrote this week. And, man, I mean, it was spirit-inspired. When I watch it, I'm like, how did that dude tap into that? Because he picked it when no one else was picking it, you know, a long, long time before. Uh, but then he got some other revelation that obviously he interpreted and has been wrong. And, and so there, there hasn't been a second term. Maybe there will be or maybe there will be a, another Trump come in. You know, with the, you can never completely rule anything out. However, what I'm saying is when there's a prophecy released, we have a responsibility as people to sit and take what God reveals to us. If someone gives you a word of knowledge or a prophetic word, there's the giving and then there's receiving. We've had prophetic words from people that we just walk away and wash it right off our back. It just left some mucky stuff on me. I'm not taking that at all. That was not prophetic. Uh, That was pathetic. And so we wash ourselves off and we never receive that word. You do not have to receive one word from anyone else. Don't let people ever control you or manipulate you with spiritual weaponizing. Uh, That's not what we're called to do. We are free and we all have direct access to Jesus Christ. No one's more hyper super spiritual than you. And so in that vein, we want to hear from him. But I'm telling you, it takes a bridle, doesn't it? It takes a bridle because in a spiritual atmosphere, even an atmosphere like this, if I want to whip something up, I can whip something up. And I can pick a person who's more susceptible or more emotional. And if some of you are real researchers, and I'm going to forget his name, David Blaine or someone like that. Some, someone, uh, no, it's Derek. So anyway, I'm going to find his name. And you're, watch it. There's a guy who fakes meetings like this. He gathers people in the US and he runs Christian meetings and he gets them healed. He's not a believer. But the same responses happen in church. Now, he pushes people down. They don't fall down by the spirit. I've checked that one. And when they're doing leg lengthening, there's nothing supernatural. He just pulls a shoe out, you know, one shoe out a bit more than the other. But why do I say all that? It's because there are many, many skeptics out there. And there are people who will try and and build popularity or build something for themselves or take the moment, take, take advantage of the moment. And this quenches the spirit. It quenches the spirit. When someone makes too big a deal of themselves, be it in the audience or up here, it quenches the spirit. So we have to really bridle that hunger and bridle that spiritual awareness in a meeting like this if we really want the pure spirit of God. I remember reading, um, I'm going to forget his name now, Azusa Street Revival, one-eyed preacher. Someone yell it out to me. Seymour, see less, see more, yeah. And um, William Seymour, uh, he, um, he would try and be so in touch with what the Spirit of God was doing because it was a, a mighty, mighty move of God at, as Azusa Street. I mean, we're the beneficiaries of a lot of that today. Uh, but at the meetings, he wanted to be so sensitive to the Spirit of God that he would go up if he felt someone was just doing stuff in the flesh, he would go up and just gently tap them on the shoulder and say, dear brother, not appropriate right now. This is, this is not for now. And, and I think what a, what a lovely way of doing it. You know, I've seen other pastors do it other ways. <laughs> and there's one who calls it the fivefold ministry, you know. <laughs> I'll let you just keep guessing, but 
We, hey, we've been in the craziest meetings. You've, I mean, we've been to Toronto. I've been to Africa. We've been to Lakeland. We, we've seen it all when it comes to spiritual kind of hunger and thirst. And, uh, you know, so I, 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 we have a little bit of credibility in this thing. But at the same time, we haven't lost our hunger. I mean, many have. Many have because it just got too weird, too crazy, too hard. It wasn't enough fruit. It's just like crazy town. What, what, where's the fruit of that thing? But I'm telling you. When, when we read scripture and we read Paul's words saying, come on, guys, put some order in the house, but don't quench the spirit. Don't quench the spirit because we need him. And if we've got a dry well, which to be honest, in a lot of parts of the world, we've got a dry well. The only place we can go is to his presence. The only place we can go is to that supernatural, mysterious, crazy realm that is God's realm and say, God, you're going to have to come. You're going to have to do something because we're doing our best, but it's only making a little dent in our region. It's only, it's only a bit. You're going to have to come. If there's going to be true awakening, it's not just going to be here. It's not just going to be people lined up at Harvest Australia Church, Morpher Vale Campus, and, and just feeding our coffers and selling our CDs and, and promoting Karen and I and all that sort of stuff. This is Babylon. <laughs> this is what man does when God moves and it quenches the spirit. And so if we want the pure... We've got to identify the counterfeit. And if we want the real thing, we've got to know what's not quite real. And when it comes to prophecy, it is very easy. You will know as much as me. It's very easy to give a word to someone and it feels holy at the time. But we've got to make sure that's really spirit inspired. So what am I saying here? Eagerly desire spiritual gifts as Paul encourages us to. But make sure you get the gift before you give it out. Make sure you actually have the gift of prophecy before you're giving words. Make sure you've been baptised with his spirit before you try and interpret dreams. Do you know what I mean? It's like we need to be bathed in the spirit before we give of the spirit. Otherwise, we're giving of something else. And it might be last night's pizza. It might be the movie from last week. It could be anything. It might just be an impression. We don't want impressions. We want the spirit. And there is a difference, right? So, you know, I believe honestly... And if I can even say this, I believe for myself and even in the West, I believe there is a bit of a rebalancing in the prophetic. And and there's there's been a great emphasis on the prophetic and we love it and we will still champion it and we're positive. Don't think I'm criticizing at all. However, if we want the pure, we don't want to eat the crumbs of just a movement. You know what I mean? We, we actually want to listen to the voice of the Spirit of God. What is he saying? And he will speak to you just like he'll speak to me. Because he doesn't favour anyone over anyone else. So I think with, with prophetic, and uh, I was almost going to say the name, but oops, a couple that we love in, in America who we're still in contact with now. And Actually, it was Duncan. Duncan um, Smith. Uh, you know, we love Duncan and Kate. And, and he said to me one day, Marty... Because he has an English-American-Canadian mongrel hybrid accent thing going on. He said, Marty, you know, in America, if you have a prophetic conference, you'll pack the place out. It's like that in America. In Australia, we don't get this grid, right? It's totally different there. But, but there's such a desire for people to connect with God. And, and there's a hunger there. There's a, there's a legitimate hunger there and enthusiasm. However... If, if we're just going after a word, we, we very, very easily start worshipping a man or a woman. Very easily. 
And I mean, who hasn't been in a meeting where a prophetic voice is around and they're just, I want a word from them. I want a word from them. You're always sucking it out of them. Word, word, word. I want a word from them. And God doesn't give you a word and you walk away disappointed. I've had people walk away from some of our meetings going, oh, oh I didn't get touched. I didn't get a word. I, and, I, and I think, wow, okay. There's no favoritism in the kingdom, is there? And at the same time, that, those words that are true and are of God are phenomenal. They're phenomenal. And so when we're, when we're listening, when we're wise, it means we don't want to quench this thing, but at the same time we want to be wise. Don't ever worship a person who prophesies. Don't ever worship a pastor either, but they never get worshipped, so that's easy. <laughs> but prophets do. Prophets, I mean, I'm telling you, I've been to Africa and prophets get absolutely worshipped. Worship, worship, worshipped. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. But <laughs> the prophetic flows in a, in a way I've never seen or heard of before. So God is just, he's, he's incredible how he works. But I want to encourage us, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. But I want to, I want to sort of add my flavor to that is and make sure it is spiritual gifts from him. Make sure it's of the spirit of God, not just what you're desiring, what you're wanting. It's never for fame. I still think to this day some of the greatest prophets we'd never heard of and we will never heard of, hear of them. And Shampa's shared some of that with us in, in India, sharing about some of the incredible signs and wonders, you know, ministers that she, we'll never know. We'll never know them. And so it's, it's one of those things we want the pure, but don't sell out with the, the commercialism and the manism and all of the stuff, the books, the, the CDs, the blogs, the latest things, the this, the that, the other. Only sell out for the Spirit of God. And it might mean some of us who, like me, I've had to dial down my influence from a whole lot of that stuff because I realized I'm just feeding on the next word. I'm feeding on the next conference. I'm feeding, Where's God moving here? Where's he moving there? Out of hunger, but not knowing that I was, I was getting myself in a bit of a spiritual flap and getting myself just a little bit away from the word of God because the word seemed boring. Now I wanted a prophetic word. The best prophetic word is, is I know it's a phone, <laughs> is right here. The best prophetic word. And here's the ultimate prophecy. Jesus is coming soon. It's the ultimate prophecy. Everything else falls short of that. Jesus is coming soon for you and me. If we believe in him, we're going to spend eternity with him. That's what prophecy is all about. That's the ultimate essence of prophecy. Jesus Christ came for us and he's coming again. And, you know, it's, it's infallible, it's unshakable, it's an eternal truth. It doesn't matter who's saying it or what's saying it. It's one of those truths that will never be shaken. And so let me finish with this. I want the band to come up. Uh, John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And this is Jesus' words. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Isn't that nice? Let's read that again. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really loved me, you'd be happier that I'm going to the Father who is greater than I am. I've told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe talking to his disciples who are obviously going, wow, what's going on? But it's a word for us. 
saying, he's given us peace of mind. Peace of mind. Peace of mind and heart. Why? Because Jesus is returning for his bride. He's returning for us. Every, every prophetic word, every man movement, and as, as good as they are, man, woman, child, it doesn't matter. Uh, every political agenda, there'll be swings and roundabouts. And, you know, praise God we live in Australia. We are a blessed nation. Keep praying for our leaders uh, because we need great leaders and, and, and we're going to continue to need great leaders. But also we don't want to miss the hour of blessing. And, and we are blessed. We're protected in a way that not many other nations are right now. And so we thank God for that. But Jesus is coming soon. He's coming soon. There, there have been many people and there will continue to be many people that will try and work out when is Jesus coming. And they will say all sorts of things. Do you know what? Jesus doesn't know when he's coming. So if Jesus doesn't know when he's coming, only the Father does. That's what the Word of God says. If Jesus doesn't know when he's coming, you and I are never going to know. And if he's going to come like a thief in the night, whoever expects a thief to be coming? No one ever expects it. So don't listen to people who even try and predict when he's coming. People who try and sort of line everything up. Fine, we can say the end of the world is getting nearer. You're not a prophet if you say that. You're just a human. And I want to just bring some of that reality into that thinking because logical, spirit-filled, empowered people are really, really powerful. But people who flap about on every prophecy and everything like that dilute the, the bit that God is saying and no one listens. So let's stand this morning and we want to ask God just to fill us with His inspiration.